Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hi, Melissa. Hello, Dina. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am doing well. What's new in your neck of the woods? There's not much new besides the summer is flying by. I know you tried to make a new dip or a new sauce recently you were telling me about, and I think our listeners would appreciate hearing this. (laughs) Well, I have a tendency to see recipes. I watch recipes. I love watching food TikToks. And then I think, oh yeah, I can do that. But I don't really follow through in the appropriate way. So I thought I would make a basil pesto, but instead of following any recipes, I just grabbed whatever nuts I had on hand. I had some walnuts and some cashews uh, and put in a bunch of basil leaves and blended it all up together. And I thought, voila. A basil pesto, (laughs) Melissa's way. Um, I then let it sit in the fridge for a few weeks, thinking that what could go wrong? Like, like you could leave nuts in the fridge for a few weeks and they're fine. You know, you could leave basil in the fridge for a few weeks and it might wilt, but I think it would be, like, fine to eat. So this was my rationale that it would be fine to eat. But then I opened it up for lunch today, and it tasted, like, fermented. Like, as as if it was, like, I was drinking, like, sparkling water. Like, it, like, crackled on my mouth. It was like Pop Rocks. Oh, God. Well, number one, this is disgusting. And number two (laughs) is I have so many questions. You mentioned that you would put nuts in the fridge. Who puts nuts in the fridge? My mom told me that it helps their shelf life. They stay longer. Okay. And now, usually a regular pesto is just pine nuts, basil, a little bit of oil, a little bit of Parmesan cheese. Did you put any oil in this or it was just chunky nuts and basil? No oil, as Dr. Esselstyn (laughs) says, a renowned heart nutrition doctor oil is very bad for you and once again as our listeners know i do have high (laughs) cholesterol well oil is bad for you but do you think dr esselson or whoever this doctor is that you follow thinks that old fermented pesto we can't even call it pesto it's not pesto it's basil with cashews and whatever other nut you put in do you think he would support that Probably not. He probably (laughs) does not approve of eating weeks-old homemade basil pesto imitation. Imitation pesto. You need to have a food TikTok fail account because this is not your first time where you've failed at making a food that you think is something and turns out to be something else and then forcing yourself to eat it weeks later because you don't want to waste it. 
so true. That would be my TikTok in a nutshell. Maybe I should start this. I have been told before that I should be documenting my food journey. I always think I'm getting better too, but I never do. Like it just gets worse. I continue to make food and then have to throw it out. Did you throw out the container it was in too? No, but oh. I like soaked it and I'm going to run it through the dishwasher. Okay, run it run it through twice for me. It'll make me feel better. <laughs> I probably won't, but I'll tell you that I did. Well, I'll check back in, but that's really a vile story, but thank you for sharing your food journey. (laughs) It's a journey, you know? It's all about the journey, not the destination. Yes, absolutely. Well, this is a rough transition, but we're going to get into TikTok now, and basically everyone, so many people have sent me this article was published in the Wall Street Journal on July 21st and it's there's a great video that go, goes along with it and it's called Inside TikTok's Highly Secretive Algorithm. So I watched this and I read this and I thought this is stuff that you kind of if you're a TikTok user you know that this is what they're doing and like this is how their algorithm works and that's why you love TikTok. So I feel like this is a bunch of people not on TikTok who are like, oh, wow, this is so renowned and this is so cool. Like, or, or, you know, a lot of people probably think it's horrible that the algorithm gets to know you so well. But my reaction was just like, duh. I had the exact same reaction. I read, watched the whole video and thought, this is common sense. Like, I'm very confused. And, but I feel like more and more with social media, this is the way news outlets are reporting on it. Mm-hmm. Things that actual users of the app and of the technology are, are thinking, yes, this is common sense. They show me what I like. They're curating things that me- make sense for my demographic and my, uh, you know, understand my interests. And then these news outlets presented as if, hey, we did this scientific data. Right. <laughs> it, it's so strange. It's I had the same reaction. I really felt like the whole video was just, they show you things that you like and you interact with. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, exactly. And at Professor Casey on TikTok made a really great TikTok video that explains the Wall Street Journal article really well. The Wall Street Journal just released an investigative report about TikTok's algorithm, which they used a bunch of bots to suss it out. Most of what's here I think will not surprise you very much, but some of their findings connect very interestingly to things that we know about extreme behaviors on other platforms. So welcome to Tech Ethics class. (laughs) So one of their bots was programmed to watch videos about depression and sadness all the way through, and this didn't take long. Tucky96's feed is a deluge of depressive content. 93% of videos shown to the account are about sadness or depression. You probably don't actually find this all that surprising. Maybe the speed at which it happened or the fact that it was only based on watching videos and not any other engagement. But they also pointed out that their more generalized bots also tended to head down into niches. And this point that they start making about rabbit holes is where I got kind of interested. Deep in the niche worlds of TikTok, users are more likely to encounter potentially harmful content. 
that is less vetted by moderators and violates the app's terms of service. So the less views that a video has on TikTok, the less likely it is to have been vetted by human moderators and the less likely it is to have been reported by a bunch of people. So this is a really interesting point that the more niche down your feed gets, the more videos you see with less views, which means the more likely you are to encounter harmful, violating content. And this actually made me think of some research about Instagram. Content warning, I'm about to talk about some research about eating disorders. So in this study, they looked at what happened after Instagram banned certain hashtags. You see the title up there, hashtag thigh gap, and it's spelled really weird. That's a lexical variation. So after Instagram banned the actual words thigh gap, people started creating these variations of the word. And one of the things that they found was that the deeper these lexical variations the more harmful the content in these more niche down communities were. And of course, this also relates to things we know about YouTube, about how their recommendation algorithm can really send people down rabbit holes, like start off in video games, end up in Pizzagate. And they know that this is a problem so much that they're really trying to fix it, like not send conspiracy theory videos to people constantly. My guess is that TikTok is working on this as well, but if you think about the relationship between YouTube and TikTok, TikTok is even more of a recommendation algorithm. Anyway, there's some interesting insights in this video. Most of it, I'm guessing, will be very familiar to you, but I'm going to find it really useful for teaching people who don't know how TikTok works. So Dr. Casey Fiesler, she's the one who's speaking in that TikTok video. She basically agrees with us and says that if you watch TikTok, you know this stuff already. And there was a few findings she explained that were, were interesting to her. But she, I love that in the end, she said she's going to use it to help people in her ethics class understand TikTok for people who aren't on TikTok. And now there is like this negative part where, you know, if you're depressed, is TikTok making you more depressed? If you have an eating disorder and you keep seeing things about an eating disorder, is it going to make it worse? Because some of this content isn't vetted. And that is the struggle with all social media, as she says. And you take the good and the bad. And hopefully these people who are working at the apps are doing a job and trying to make it better. But I really like one of the videos that you sent me that also touches on this. Yeah, I think this professor makes a great case. Like she said, ultimately, this is sort of a simplified way to explain TikTok to people who don't know what TikTok is. But from the other perspective, we're going to feature this video from at Tom Lumperson, a TikToker who I think explains his view of this whole algorithm theory from the perspective of a TikTok user. I've noticed that this app makes me laugh like actually out loud into my phone more than any other app or website. And it's never the SNL account or a late night host. It's always somebody in their car during their lunch break. And I think the reason why so many of us are seeing these specific videos that are so surprising and delightful and magical is that they're finally being made. You don't have to go through a studio anymore. You don't even need a tripod. I wanna be crystal clear. This app has done a lot of bad things. They're easy enough to find. I don't love any company. I think everyone should unionize. I've done it before, it's great. All I'm saying is the best part of this app isn't really the app itself. And I think the reason why more people aren't saying that is because the core of that idea is something that only makes sense outside of the minds of the profit. And that core idea is the more people have a voice and an opportunity, 
turns out the world's a more interesting and funny and magical place. I 100% agree with him. And you and I have been saying this from the get-go. This is really what we've spoken about attracted us to this app. You've spoken about how this is the first time you're making content on social media. You typically haven't in the past. I think far and away what makes this app different is the fact that it's giving people a voice who don't normally have one and it's leveling that playing field. Whereas on Instagram, on Facebook, you're following celebrities or some sort of influencer, people with a lot of followers and a verification on TikTok. You could just get any random person in their car talking about something that you relate to that you find engaging. That's what makes this app really special. Yeah, he also talks about how it's the one app that makes you laugh out loud. And it's so true. Like last night I was scrolling through my For You page and there were multiple videos where I just burst out laughing. Uh, Specifically, we did an Olympics episode last week, but I'm still getting a ton of Olympic stuff on my For You page. And there's all the ones that say like, oh, the Olympic committee didn't pick me because I was too good. But then it's them failing at doing a dive or falling off a balance beam or, you know, something that's gone terribly wrong. And it gets me every time. They're hilarious. And it's the best place for this type of content to live in a short, you know, 60 second video. And again, no studio needed, nothing, any old person can do it. And yeah, I knew that TikTok was going to be something special because like you said, it was the first social media app that inspired me to create stuff because they just make it so easy. That's the key. Yeah, I I love it. Things always come full circle. I saw, I think it was a tweet or some sort of meme recently that was talking about how we're going to just come back around to like, I don't know, the idea was sort of like, we're going to get back to just like writing letters to each mm-hmm. other and it's going to be like email in real life. <laughs> like we, everything just keeps sick looking around. And I think it's funny how we got to this stage of, oh, we need a studio. We need a better camera. We need better lighting, better audio. And now lo and behold, some of the most engaging videos on TikTok with millions of views that are totally viral are literally just somebody in their car on their phone and there's nothing special about it it's just the content is funny so I think it's a very interesting perspective on where entertainment and media is going yeah oh I like that idea of getting snail mail again that'd be super fun (laughs) I love yeah all the mail I get is junk mail I'd love to get some some letters can you write me some letters maybe I'll write you a letter yeah Yeah, from across the country that'd be so nice great great Maybe we should make a P.O. box for Too Old for TikTok. If any of our listeners want to send us some letters, that would be so fun. Oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. We should totally get a P.O. box, like the olden days. I feel like Nickelodeon did a lot of, like, write to this P.O. box to enter. (laughs) Exactly. We could totally do that. But we'll, we'll settle for digitally writing reviews for us on our podcast too instead of writing a letter we'll settle for that i mean ultimately it would do us a lot more (laughs) it would would help us a lot more if you just reviewed the podcast online yes exactly all right should we get into some trends let's start what's our first trend i've been seeing so many of these videos it's the who will ruin the family vacation trend 
And the whole thing is, is someone is filming each member of the family who's going on vacation and they have to vote which family member will ruin it. And they usually say why. Yeah, these videos are super funny. Again, it's just pure authenticity that attracts me to these videos. There's no high concept to it. They're just passing the phone around to each family member. And some family members are clearly more used to talking into a camera like younger kids who have TikTok and Snapchat know how to talk and make it funny or interesting and then usually when you get to the parents they're like huh what what am I who do I talk to so that's always funny and then it's just great especially the ones that sort of lead up where it's a big family and every single person is like I think Dina's going to ruin it. I think Dina's going to ruin it. I think Dina's going to ruin it. And then you get to Dina and you finally see who they've been talking about and why they think she's going to ruin it. So it's a, it's a simple concept, but these crack me up every time. Yeah, even the comedian Jim Gaffigan did one with his family. Hey, I'm Katie, and I think mom is going to ruin the vacation because she might, she might, like, she says stuff that upsets a lot of people. Hi. I don't know why people think I'm weird. I'm just a normal dad. I'm Jim, and I think I'm going to ruin the vacation. Okay. Hi, my name is Patrick, and I'm the youngest, and um, I don't think anybody's going to ruin the vacation. Aww. Hi, I'm Mari. I'm the oldest, and I think Michael or Mommers is going to ruin the vacation because they both try to piss me off. Hi, I'm Mom. I think that dad is going to ruin the vacation because I feel like he's going to be like, okay, everyone hurry up and go for a hike, and then we're going to go for a hike and get lost. Hey, I'm Michael, and I think everybody is going to ruin, my, is going to ruin the vacation because they're my family. This trend is also similar to when someone is at a party and they're just videotaping people at a party, and it says, like, these are why these people are problematic. So the people that they're filming don't know they're being filmed. And then when you close up on one person, it just says, so-and-so went back with her ex. So-and-so has mm-hmm. a drinking problem. And it's great because the video is on someone who has no idea what's being said about them. And the comments are always great. Like, I need to know more about Gary or I need to know about this one. I love, like, unsuspecting comedy. Mm-hmm. There's, like, an earnesty to it where, yeah, the person... That's why I think a lot of times, like, playing pranks on kids is funny because they really have no idea what's going on. So it's that same idea of, like, these people are just talking to somebody at a party completely unknown to them. They're being videotaped and called out for, like, some terrible behavior they did, <laughs> like, 10 years ago. Exactly. The next trend is so stupid, and I've gotten at least five videos of this, but basically, it's usually a kid, but sometimes they're adults, and they're, they'll be blindfolded, and they have to touch something, and they have to guess what they're touching. So let's say someone puts an orange, and they're like squeezing the orange, but then before they take the blindfold off, that person will move the orange away, and it'll be a cat's butt. So the kid will think that they were t- touching the cat's butthole or like some poop or something instead of what is actually an orange. Yeah, I mean, this is just some good old butthole joke. Exactly. Like, it's no explanation needed. I'm, ha- I'm just happy TikTok is a place where these stupid 
butthole videos can exist and bring us joy. If someone did that to me when I was a kid, I would be extremely upset and distraught. I feel like you might, like, vomit. (laughs) I probably would. I would just be very angry. But I think maybe I'd realize it, like, that someone was playing a joke and that I actually didn't put my hand in, like, a butthole. I could see Harrison throwing up. (laughs) I don't know why. Well, I once made him throw up accidentally by doing something (laughs) disgusting well it wasn't an accident it was on purpose (laughs) i basically just was playing around with macaroni and cheese in a very disgusting way and he threw up all over the floor that's exactly what i'm thinking of that's why i feel like if harris baby harrison did this he would definitely vomit he might just like freak out but then figure it out oh Going back to the family vacation trend, who do you who would you vote for in your family who would ruin the family vacation? Mm, at what age? Yeah, that's such a good question. If you went on a family yeah. vacation now. Now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, with my divorced parents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, really any of us could ruin the family vacation. Yeah. Like, I definitely it won't it wouldn't go well. Like no ma- Nobody would not ruin the vacation, I'd say that. I think all of us are equally (laughs) capable of ruining it. What about your family? It would definitely be my brother. (laughs) (laughs) I would vote for him. He'd probably vote for me. You think he would vote for you? I think he would vote for your mom. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. And I think your dad would say, no one, it's going to be great. As long as I'm on a boat, it'll be fine. <laughs> You'll have to do it. Next next time you go to the beach with your family, you should actually do this. Okay, I'll try it. This next trend uses a feature called the blue and red filter. It took me watching a few of them to realize that the filter switches every time you blink. So it notices, It's a, you take a selfie video, every time you blink it turns from red to blue. The red filter puts on a girl face, so it's makeup, some lipstick, eyelashes. The blue filter puts on manly features, so you've got a beard and they do some other stuff to make you look like a man. So a lot of creators have had a really fun time with this. I saw one creator using it as an improv game, essentially, and this was the one in the comments where I learned it started by blinking because she kept seemingly not knowing when the filter was going to switch so she would quickly have to improvise as the girl or the guy and then the comments were like ha 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 like i could tell when you realized that blinking created the (laughs) the difference and that's what tipped me off too so it was pretty fun to watch morning babe morning how'd you sleep really really well i hope so yeah, I had a really good sleep. Me too, except... Except what? What happened? Do you have a bad dream? Do you have a scary dream? Do you have a nightmare, babe? No, I shit in the bed. What? This bed? Come on, are you serious? You shit in this bed? Babe, say something. What are you talking about? Do you? What do you mean you shit in this bed? I took a dump. In the bed. Last night. What? What? Yeah, that I love that one. And a lot of people are doing it with musicals. So Hamilton's a really popular one 
where they sing the boy part and then they blink and then it turns to a girl they sing the girl part and i'm just really impressed that they get the timing right and it looks really cool yeah i saw one singing that like fergie ferg whatever that song is the black eyed peas song yeah fergie ferg that song They also did it really cool where their moves were super sharp and they kept just turning every time it was the Black Eyed Peas singing versus Fergie. It was very, like, highly skilled. Yeah, there's a lot of talent to this filter. The next trend we've been seeing, this is sort of a classic TikTok thing at this point where people stitch a bunch of videos together to form a musical extravaganza of some of some degree so this one started with a cat drinking milk and making some like meow meow noises and it's blown up and now there's like thousands of people adding musical effects to it Yeah, the one we just played is by at Violin Girl. So she added her violin, but there's saxophone. There's people doing like some things, you know, with a trash can or a broom. And there's a pianist. There's just everyone adding on. And it sounds really good. It, it's all started from a cat noise licking some milk. From the cat's meow. There's also one I saw where all these people were singing Backstreet Boys as a choir. Did you see this one? Yeah, I think I sent this one to you. Or we yes, probably got did. both got it. But it's by <laughs> at It's Poppy Moon, and it just sounds so cool. And it looks visually cool on TikTok because there's so many different mosaics of people who are singing this. I've been getting a lot of videos of people passing out on roller coasters or those rides where you get shot up in the air. And now I saw the first one, laugh out loud. Like just, it's crazy to see this. Now, after the first one, I thought, how many people pass out on rides? 
I've seen at least seven of these videos. There's some where a lady's wig falls off and she passes out and she comes to on the ride and she just all she cares about is the wig. And the comments are all like, you're dead, but all you care about is the wig. I literally am cracking up just thinking about these. Like just you mentioning them is making me laugh. That tells you how much... These have made me laugh actually watching the real footage. I I mean, crying laughing. Crying laughing. This is whatever part of my brain finds things funny. These yeah. roller coaster videos are just 110% off the scales. You know, I was nervous to send you these videos because I didn't know if it would hate your sense of humor because you hate rides. So I thought it was going to be like... A similar, if I send you a baby video, I think it's funny you say, oh, I hate babies. So I thought I would send you this ride video and you would say, oh, roller coasters are terrible. You made me ride the cyclone once and I got a bruise. So I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's more of like reassurance that, yes, this is why you don't ride roller coasters. <laughs> People are literally fainting on them <laughs> mid-ride. Mid yeah, as a lot of the TikToks say, you die and then come back to life. <laughs> that does not look enjoyable, but my God, is it funny? Yeah, it made me question if I've ever passed out on a roller coaster and just not know, because these people like come to their senses and they don't even realize that they've <laughs> been passed out. One of these videos wasn't someone passing out, but it was a girl who was on this ride that, you know, shoots you up and a bird flew <laughs> at her and she basically like had this bird on her face and she had to peel the bird away. <laughs> I, when I tell you I died watching this video, if that were me on the ride, I think <laughs> I would not return to earth. My soul would leave me. I would be an angel somewhere. I would be dead. Once again, I am cracking up just thinking about this because the way that the gravity worked on the ride, the bird was literally just stuck, stuck to her. <laughs> like, the, the gravity was pressing the bird down as she was going up. Oh, it is the one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So funny. So this week for food trends, I came across an account that just had me salivating this the way this guy uses audio and his handle is at the heel chef you can hear every crunch you can hear him slice the toasted bread in half it is just mesmerizing Alrighty, guys yesterday i wasn't sure what i was in the mood for but the weather was gray and cold and i knew I wanted something warming. I added some vegetables with rosemary, olive oil, salt and pepper into an oven tray and baked for 40 minutes. I then made a homemade pesto with basil, toasted pine nuts, garlic, olive oil, and parmesan. I mixed through and then added my vegetables to a saucepan and topped with stock. I blended until smooth and then took some sourdough bread, sliced, buttered, covered in my homemade pesto with cheddar cheese. I then toasted until melted through 
added cream to the soup, seasoned with black pepper, and got stuck in. Pure satisfaction. He has such a like delicious accent. So while right? you listen to this and you see his beautiful food, it's amazing. But I am disappointed in you because this video, he does pesto. And after your pesto debacle, like, why don't you just watch, follow these TikTok chefs that you love and try to imitate them? Don't go, like, off book. Do you know what's sad is that this is what inspired me to make pesto. That's even sadder. Yeah. This is what happens is I watch these videos, but then I abandon my phone and think, sure, I can do this from scratch. And I can't. But you only used one of the ingredients. I thought that would be enough. <laughs> well, okay. You'll never learn. I don't know. It's a lost cause. I'm not a good... I'm not good at cooking. <laughs> no, just follow these TikTok chefs' ingredients. And no, what did, you just have to follow it. Don't go off the TikTok. It's not as easy as you make it seem. I'm very strong-willed. Your strong will that you had to put cashews on walnuts and basil together in a blender <laughs> and I eat had. it weeks after you made it. Yes. Oy vey. Oy vey is and, right. Okay, let's never talk about this pesto debacle again. Okay. Instead, we'll move on to celebrities on TikTok. Today, Zoe Deschanel came across my For You page. She had one video. And she already has 900,000 followers. And the video is obviously her doing the new girl song. And I feel like the new girl is getting a resurgence with the younger generation because it's on Netflix or whatever it's on. So a lot of people are watching it. So I think Zoe realized she had to get on TikTok to capture her new audience. Interesting. Yeah, I love her. I feel like I sort of have a little girl crush on her. I really love Zoe Deschanel, so I'm excited to see what she creates. I was happy to see she created a pretty good video. She had multiple locations, she was lip-syncing, so I'm hopeful that she'll be creating some interesting content. The next celebrity that's been on TikTok is Hilary Duff. Again, this is from way back in our day when we watched Lizzie McGuire. Hilary Duff was a big deal. And again, now she realizes she needs to be on TikTok to capture a new audience. And I think she does TikTok really well because she sort of pokes fun at herself. Yeah, exactly. She, I feel like she's done a really good job over the past several years of making herself more of like a personality and a brand her Instagram is really fun to follow too and it was funny because in the comments of one of her videos she was sneaking ice cream all around the house and she had this very fun loopy music over it and everybody in the comments clearly people our age were like this is so Lizzie McGuire this is looks like a scene right out of Lizzie McGuire you know this is Lizzie McGuire as an adult So that made me feel like I was with my people. We all knew the Lizzie McGuire world. 
I hope she was getting paid for an ad for the ice cream because that would be just such a brilliant like ad integration. I'm, I bet you it was a sponsored post. I'm pretty sure it is because yeah. she's had a few posts with kind snacks. Oh, I'm yeah. assuming she's not just doing it for the goodness <laughs> of her heart. No, no. Good for her. Good for her. Make that yeah. money. Yeah. She As long as you create good content around the brand, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Yeah. So our creator spotlight this week, I wanted to highlight the handle is at heymia.co. She is a UX researcher and she does these amazing TikToks where she'll basically analyze the streaming apps or she'll analyze different platforms and she does it in a really funny way. So with this one, she analyzes Peacock. I'm a UX researcher, so I notice bad design everywhere. Y'all have been asking for it. So today we're going to roast Peacock. First thing I'm going to say is good. I like that I can get a preview of what they're going to show me. However, based on what y'all said, I'm pretty sure this is the last thing I'm going to like. Whenever companies ask me what my name is, and it does not matter, I always just put in no, no. You don't need my name for me to use this service. I'm not applying for a driver's license. Ugh. What? You don't need to know my gender. Okay, those avatars are pretty freaking cute though. Okay, here we go. I can barely tell where I'm highlighted. It's the shadow. What's this like Robin Hood feather thing mean? What is that? I also hate when they put their menu up on top because if I'm scrolling down, I have to go all the way up just to get to the search. Put it on the left side. How the F am I supposed to get back? No, I, I just want to get out of my search. What? How do I get out? It might seem small, but that's the most basic UX principle to always have an exit. Wait, so this is this is how you're gonna denote that I have to pay for something more? A freaking feather? That means nothing. Who approved that? Oh, that's so annoying. This is a fully launched series. It's not like these seasons just came out. Pika, who do you think you are? I love this account. This is another sort of learn on TikTok type of thing that I am all for. I think just, especially, our generation and below, we use technology so much that to have somebody explain to us just the basics of good design, things that we might not notice all the time, like, oh, can I exit out of this? Mm -hmm. Things like that. It's so cool to learn. It's so interesting to be aware of and to be cognizant of. I love her account. I love what she's doing on TikTok. Yeah, I like it too because she did HBO Max once and I realized like all the problems she said that they had with their app, I was having difficulty using, but I thought it was me being dumb, like not being able to use it right. Like it's like, why can't I get to this show or why can't I fast forward and skip the next? But it's their user interface, not me. So I appreciate her for making me feel a little less dumb in life. So thank you for that. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. All right. Any more trends we want to talk about this week? I think that is everything. And we will be posting all the videos on the blog, tooldfortiktok.com, as well as our Instagram, tooldfortiktokpod. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you, everybody, for joining. We'll see you next week. Thank you.